With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in on the 24th anniversary of full-time sports talk radio coming to Des Moines. We welcome you to another day. Miller and Condon, we take you for the next couple of hours. Glad you spent, or will spend some time with us here today. A busy, busy program, a lot of baseball conversation. Our buddy David Kaplan, he's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Justin Luch, Joe Farron, and the whole crew over at Centurion Stone of Iowa, thank you for your uh, sponsorship of David Kaplan. Cappy will join us. We will talk baseball with Cappy coming up at about 1025. Bill Bender will do some college football with Bill as we do every single Wednesday. Um, we're going to continue our look. We promise we take a look at all four of the local, air quote, local NFL teams. Today is the Packers with our buddy Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com, and then Zubin Mahente from... ESPN. Zuba Mahente from ESPN will join the program uh, at 11.30 or so. How are you? I'm doing great. We got baseball coming back. Yes, we do have baseball coming back. About a month away from the start of the regular season, the 60-game schedule that has been bandied about, but it is underway, feeling good, and ready to roll. Yeah, me too, Trent. It's... um Look, thought maybe yesterday, I thought maybe more so today we'd get some clarity, but uh, we now know that we will have 60 games. Uh, schedule sets up as you will play each member of your division 10 times. That's 40 games. The five teams in the crossover division, if you're in the American, the National League, you'll play them four times each. That gets us to 60, so the schedule works out. Uh, players will report to spring training, summer training. summer training, summer training by spring training two, spring training. I've seen it called that. Two point oh, you're right. Uh, by by July the first, and uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, apparently, all of them are going to be in their home ballparks or their home cities, and we'll um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. A little bit more clarity, but uh, we we did find out a lot of things yesterday. Runner on second base and extra innings. I'm okay with it. DH in both leagues. I'm okay with it. Um, we're gonna have baseball. I'm okay with it. You know the one that uh, the DH we've talked about a lot. Couple of last few seasons, there has been the conversation. Usually, twelfth, thirteenth inning or later, starting to put a runner on. Mm-hmm. Now you see this I at different think, levels. Twelfth, I think, right? Yeah. Do they play ten and eleven and then put a runner? That was the the conversation that was out there. I was. Pretty steadfast in not wanting that. That is something that it's tinkering with the game Mm -hmm. a little bit too much. The designated hitter, really the only league in the world anymore that doesn't have a DH is the National League. I mean, all levels of baseball now have a designated hitter. And Madison Bumgarner, yeah, he can hit some pop. 
guy still hits 144. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. Let's not go crazy here about what a great hitter Madison yeah. Bumgarner is. He's not. And, and the way that these guys develop throughout the minor leagues, they're not batting at that point, even even if they are Excellent point. a talented guy by the yeah. time they get out there to anticipate they're going to be anything other than a hole in the lineup. It's just not realistic. And is there more that goes into the game managing in the National League? Without sure. a doubt. Double switches, yep. you don't see that in the American League happen hardly at all over the course of a 162, maybe twice. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. you get that from an American League team as opposed to what you get in the NL, but it's the way things are going to go. It's ultimately what's going to be the final decision. The 10th inning, right away, I'm not a fan of this. So what are you going to see? All right, runner on second to begin the inning. Mm-hmm. Unless you got one the of your big boppers up. The guy that made the last out goes to second base. Goes to second base. Right. So, unless it's one of your big sticks, you're bunting them over to third, then yep. looking for a sacrifice fly yep. and hoping to get that run in. It seems too tricked up. It's going to be different. Look, I'm I'm going to um, reserve judgment. I've I've been on the, you know it's uh, my opinion that I'm good with it in the 11th inning going forward. Mm-hmm. I just hated to see those games that you know 18 innings. See why I love those. I know games. you did. I, I you and I are different that way. That is, I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's something different. It happens again, maybe a couple of times a season, very for your team. infrequently. Right, and because of that, when it happens, some of the most memorable nights of baseball, staying up late. Not not a West Coast game. Those things that you're not going to be able to make it for here in the Midwest and make it till two, three in the morning, as sometimes those ones last. But your team's playing, and it's the twelfth, and it's the fourteenth, and it's just on and on and on. The anticipation, something different. Your Twitter feed starts to dissipate down. It's just a few people <laughs> watching people with you, yeah. right? And, right. But well, I'll catch it again in the morning, whatever yeah. it is, and you're going to stick with it. There's something about that community aspect that I really, really enjoy, just being part of a community, watching those games, watching the craziness that can happen in baseball. There's no clock, and this almost feels like putting a clock on it. This year it does, uh, but you know what? We, we're going to, well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You may well be proven right. Um, you know, my, my take on it might be the, uh, might be the one that, uh, most people line up behind. At least we're going to tinker with it. We're going to find out if it fits in Major League Baseball. I'm just glad we're having Major League Baseball, yeah. Trent. I really am. I was, you know, um, optimistic. I went from optimistic to, oh my God, these guys are going to blow this thing. But here's what I do feel today. All of the vitriol, the arrows pointed at the owners, likewise at the players, whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. When and where looked as though they, uh, the public opinion swayed to the side of the players, and then they uh, left the meeting in Arizona and said, you know what, we're not good with 60 games after we maybe left the impression with you, Commissioner Manfred, that we were. Then the players are the bad guys again. I honestly feel... That all of those folks that I'll never watch baseball again crowd, I think that they will are maybe not to the extent that you and I are um, pleased with the decision. I think they're going to be back. I don't think the baseball has lost anybody because of this. I don't. I'm right there with you. It's something that is fun to say on social media. I'm done with the game. But if you're a real fan of whatever sport you're talking about, you're going to find your way back. Now, are there going to be people that are impacted and say, no, I'm not going to spend the money. I'm not going to go to a game, but I'm not going to buy a hat this year. I'm not going to buy a jersey, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I'm yep. sure there's a good percentage of people that are in that. But if you're a fan of your team, you're a fan of the sport, you're going to be back in. And when opening day comes around and when those teams start playing and 
we get started and you'll have the bunting across all the major league ballparks oh, and my. who knows what the stands are going to look like. Empty, but I think. You're going to certainly be back in for that one. And the importance of these games now with this 60 game schedule, every single game is mm-hmm. so important. They didn't expand the playoffs. I, I would have loved to see it. I was surprised, Trent. I was too. And I thought maybe at the 11th hour that they would come together and do that because ultimately that would have been more money for the players mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. because you got more money coming in from TV contracts for the playoffs. That, that was the surprising and maybe the most disappointing aspect of all of this to me is that piece of it that we're not going to get for this one year some kind of goofy format, something completely different. 16 of the 30 teams getting into the playoffs. It will be what we've seen recently. Ten, yep. Five in each league. Mm-hmm. You get the uh, the playoff on one side to get in as the wild card, which is fun. And, and I yeah. like the way that they have tinkered, the way they have built the sport that direction. What do you look forward to 2021 and the, and the future after the next labor agreement? And, mm, and who knows? knows? Right. <laughs> that thing's going to be ugly when we get to that point. How far do you think they're going to go for the playoffs? I know there was that proposal for seven teams in each league that gets in. That would be... The, I mean, this just I don't seems to touch much. Yeah, I don't know if you go any further than that. I don't think you can. I don't think you can You can't either. have over half your no. teams in the, in the major league. Although, if you're playing 162... Thing, I'm with you. I mean, you should be able to sort it out after yeah. that many. Uh, and, and, and NHL's going to expand. Uh, NBA's going to tinker things. I just... I don't know how you're going to be able to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the DH, right? Nobody right. expects pitchers to ever take the plate again. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's not going to happen. We'll see. Um, look, we're, we're going to be able to talk about baseball. We're going to be able to talk about what I think is going to be as big of a, but, well, look at, we don't have, a typical March, right? We don't have the NCAA tournament to curtail the buzz about spring training baseball. Yep. And it's a, it's an incredibly long season. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. So I don't know that normally in the month of March that the buzz surrounding baseball, yeah, hardcore fans, you're pretty pumped up about it. But at the same time, you're taking your mind off the start of the season because you're watching, you're filling out your bracket. You're watching March Madness. There's nothing like that this year. This is going to be a legitimate countdown to three days till baseball, one week until baseball. Oh, my God, we're within two days uh, of baseball. I, I think that the buzz surrounding this year is going to be off the charts, Trent. I really do. And with all the hand-wringing, with all the hideous, hideous looks on both sides that we've seen over the last month plus, there's still going to be <laughs> excuse me, the first major sport that is back. Spray that microphone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not funny. Uh, but um, yeah, um, going to be fun. Going to be going to be fun. So let me ask you this, Trent Condon. Sixty games. I think I think I saw something um, MLB Cathedral's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. They actually did good for them for doing that. Um, or maybe there's maybe there was a way to do it quickly to go back and, and get everybody's record after sixty games last year. Oh really? Okay. I think your Twins were forty and twenty. In fact, let me bring it up Ooh. right now. Forty. I would and sign for that right yeah, now. Yeah, of course you would. Forty and twenty. <laughs> uh, there was only one team that had more. Win- the Dodgers were forty-one and nineteen after sixty last year. Of course, we know the story about the uh, the Natties that they were off to such a. They were twenty-seven and thirty-three after sixty games. Would we'll go on to win the World Series. So. Um, you know, as Cappy's going to say, and it, it took until he said it, and we're going to play David Kaplan in about 10 minutes or so, maybe 10.25 uh, for Cappy. But when we were talking with him earlier this morning, 
four-game losing streak. You know, like, oh, my God, he's, you're 100% right. A four-game losing streak, you're behind the eight ball. You can't afford to drop four in a row. No, no, a no, bad no. week is going to maybe not eliminate you, but certainly going to give – it's going to be an uphill climb. And depending on your division, I mean, one week back the other way and you're – you're going to be in deep trouble. I mean, we talk about the National League Central so much, and that division we think is going to be really good oh this my year. Gosh. Really competitive. Now eliminate the Pirates, but who else can you? I can't. Can't cross anybody off. Speaking of that, win totals have been released oh offshore at Bovada for the 60-game regular so season. Offshore, offshore beat Vegas? They did, yeah. At least that's where I saw it first was at Bovada. You ready? We're starting with the Cubs, obviously. We will go first. Give me a number. Uh, the over-under for the Cubs is 38. 32. What? 32. Wow, I was way off. Let's stay 32, the... so they think this is a 500 ball club. 32 and 28. Maybe good enough, though, to get a wild card. Okay. Let's well, if go. The twins, if the Cubs are 32, then i got to uh, downgrade everything in my mind. All right, let's go to the National League Central. Stay there and go south to the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, so I would have thought they were 37, and I'm going to reassess that, knowing where they put the Cubs. 33. 32 and a half. Okay. Give you a point on that one within a half game. Your Cincinnati Reds, who you're very excited I love about. the Reds. Season. I don't know if baseball loves the Reds yet. Uh, 29 and a half. 29 and a half. It's 31 and a half. Okay. So a little bit of love there. And finish up in the NL Central with the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers. Did they pick the Brewers to win more games than the Reds? No. 30. 31. There's a point. So all these teams bunched up together, hmm. and it very well could turn out to be that. How about if we get to the final week and everybody, you know, is a game or two above well, five hundred playoffs? I mean, we could yeah. have that that Monday. We could. I would be surprised if we don't. It won't be game one sixty three. It'll be game sixty one. Sixty one. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll play out that way. Let's jump over to the American League Central. Right, this interests me. They're going to do this. Do you have the Yankees just by for your you know what's in giggles? I do. The New York Yankees. Yeah, let, me, let me guess. So they're. Um, well, what were the Dodgers? First of all, let me go back to the Dodgers because I think this will give me a good idea. So, um, I w- I'm going to I'm going to go b- b- wait uh, 30, 38 and a half. 37 and a half for the Dodgers. Okay, so the Yankees then are 37, 37 and a half also. Wow. The other team up there, the Houston Astros at 35. Mm, your Twins. They are the favorite. In the central, at least in terms for of sure. wins, for sure they are, uh, and they're 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 they are projected to win more ball games than the Astros, and that number is boy, you got to factor in the teams in the central that you're going to be playing mm-hmm. and in the Astros' case, the West, um, the Twins, the Twins, the Twins, thirty-five and a half, thirty-four and a half for Jeez. the Twinkies. How about the White Sox? Emery and Sean's team. Emery and Sean's team. Emery and Sean's squad. I got to think that they're the second highest, maybe even a tad higher than the Indians. 32. 31 and a half. There's a point. The Indians. 32. 32 is the number right on. Ding, ding, ding. And uh, we'll throw the Royals a bone here. Yeah, let's do the Royals. Let's do the Royals. So they are... uh, Hmm... 25. 24 and a half. That's pretty good there. I'm looking through here trying to find the lowest 
And, oh, uh, so so let me guess who the lowest would be. Let me guess who the. It's either Miami. Put Miami in the conversation. No, Baltimore's in the conversation. Pittsburgh's in the conversation. I will go. Baltimore is the lowest. Baltimore is the lowest at twenty-one and a half. Also, the Tigers at oh, twenty-one the and Tigers, a half. Those right. are the two that are down there. No, a lot of Braves fans. Their number is thirty-four. Yeah. How about this? Bettable numbers. The sixty-game regular season. Well, let me already. get to the good guys. You skipped right over oh, them. What? What? They still playing baseball up in Canada? <laughs> I think I don't know the rules. I mean, can you get up to Canada? <laughs> That's a great Honest question. To God, yeah, I yeah. don't know. There's got to be something in place there already. I would hope. You would think so. Uh, the Blue Jays are. Mm. And I'm going over. <laughs> You're going over regardless sure. of the number. Yeah, uh, Blue Jays are 28. It is 28. Yeah, right yeah. on. Right on with your Blue Jays at 28. The defending champion Nats. They mm. are 34. Their number there. So, so. same with the Braves and uh, same with the Braves. 34 and the Braves are 34. Yeah, same yeah. number there for both of those squads. What, oh my! What a time oh my, to be alive. It huh? really and truly is. I wonder when these numbers will get on our local apps, DraftKings or William yes. Hill. They got to be out soon, I would think, right? Yes, I'm in for that. Yeah, yeah no kidding, Trent. That surprises me. <laughs> uh, you're in for baseball tonight. You've got high school baseball back on these airwaves. Where are you tonight? Going to be making my way out to Waukee, a top five matchup, fifth ranked Waukee, and number oh, I saw four that Johnston. Uh, Johnson's unbeaten, undefeated, eight and zero, six and two, right? Yes, yeah. So should be a really good one mm-hmm. out there. Waukee with two D1 pitchers in their staff. They're swinging the bats pretty well on top of it. Kind of always seems to be the question with Waukee is they're going to be able to score enough, and it appears that's going to be case for them this year. My first look at the Dragons and always Coach Barta. He's got a great team. Mm-hmm. Lost three players that are on at the University of Iowa now on their baseball team, but what a program that he has built there. And and also want to see Johnston just because I've told you this before. The Dragons, they just do things so differently in between innings. They got all kinds of different guys out there throwing the ball around, warming up each individual player. They're throwing ground balls, and it's not just the first baseman tossing over to the infielders. They got different guys at different spots all over the place. If that's still the case this year or because of some of the parameters in place, they won't have that. But a fun squad. They like to talk. They'll be chanting. They'll be John. <laughs> yeah. That's what Johnston does. And my first look at the Dragons against Waukee should be a real good one tonight. You can catch the video stream at CISN.TV. And you can catch the radio call game two coming up here at 7 o'clock on KXNO. Very good. I had a request for the Giants. Oh, the I Giants. I had a text. Wait, was it Andrew Downs? That no, was it wasn't actually. I, there wasn't an AD. San Francisco, 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Ooh. Not a lot of love. No. The Pottery's uh, at 31 as I'm looking down there. That's... Padres are one. I mean, I've been picking the Padres to go over for how many years in a row now? Right? It's been a, it's been a while. I, I, I would Who say, manages the Padres? Uh, somebody got the job, and I've never heard of his name before. Not Andy Green. No, no, no. Uh, I know Kapler's with the Giants now. Is it Jeremy? I've never heard of the guy that got the gig. Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler. Tingler along the way. <laughs> Jace Tingler. That's not one that would have jumped to the right? top. I'm with you. Got to refresh memories. How now. old were you when you heard the name Jace Tingler? I was today years old. <laughs> yeah, really. It was today years old. Uh, by the way, speaking of Johnson, I, I um, took my wife on vacation, as I said yesterday. Yes. We, we did the uh, Johnson Farmer's Market yesterday. How did it go? Good. Good. Yeah. She had a ball. You didn't get out of the car? No, I did get out of the car. Oh, you did, did get out of the I carried the flowers yeah. and um, the green tomatoes. All right. You masked up? Did? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think um, 
you know, as I think back, I, I, you know what? I don't know. I wasn't looking for everybody else, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, I'm was it busy? Back. Well, we were there early. Okay. It starts at 3.30. We got there like 3.15. Okay. You know, to beat the crowds mm-hmm. um, and to get the choice, whatever. Green tomatoes. Green tomatoes or uh, flowers or there was baked goods. We passed on those. But, uh, yeah, lots of farmer's markets. We got a couple of farmer's markets today. We're going to keep you apprised um, of the farmer's markets that are happening. I know some of them are still uh, in a holding pattern right now, but we promised the uh, folks at... Um, uh, catch Des Moines that we mm-hmm. would promote those for two years. This is year number two. And look, it gets people out and about. These people that, um, you know, they grow their goods, uh, they show up and they sell their goods. And, you know, we want to help as many people as we can through these times as we did restaurant radio and dot, dot, dot. And now we'll do the farmer's market. But yeah, I got to Johnston yesterday. Good. Uh, it was right by the library, uh-huh. I think. North, the street starts with an S. Northwood or with an N. Northview, Northwoods. I don't know. Anyways, uh, David Kaplan coming up. We do know that Centurion Stone sponsors Cappy. We will talk to the Cap Man when Miller and Condon continues. Bill Bender still to come this hour. Uh, if you're a Packers fan, Dave Syndicate at eleven ten. De Zuba Mahente from ESPN at eleven thirty. Trent and I take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen one zero. State your situations. Welcome back. As promised, we're going to get to him early in the program. He's David Kaplan. Off to Chicago we go. ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He joins us. Cap Trent and Ken, let the bells ring out and the banners fly. MLB, we now have some clarity and we're going to have baseball, Cappy. I know you're a huge fan. It is your favorite sport after all. Uh, 60 games better than nothing. How do you look at it? Yep, I'm excited. I'm glad it's back. I'm sure there are a lot of people who you know, have way more important things going on in their lives that they were finally tuning out the negotiation and all the idiocy. And when Trevor Bauer, who's kind of a lunatic, yes. comes off as the unquestioned great voice on the player's side, uh, you know that we were in a really bad place. But fortunately, cooler heads have prevailed, at least in some way, shape, or form, that we're going to get our sport back and they'll hopefully not be able to keep all these guys safe. That's the, you know, overarching question that we have to continue to look at. No question about it. So, Cap, 10 games for the Cubs, 10 games against the Reds, Brewers, Pirates, and Cardinals, and then four each against the White Sox, Indians, Tigers, Royals, and Twins. Central Division's going to be a fun one to watch, Cappy. Yeah, and then there's, there's some report that the Cubs may actually be playing the White Sox six times because of the rivalry. I know the Mets and Yankees are supposed to play six times. Hmm. So I don't know. I need some clarity on that. But it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to see. There's a trade deadline. Yeah. So you know, let's look at it from a Cubs perspective. The White Sox have done a great job locking up a lot of their young players. The Cubs, not so much. And so, you know, what happens if you get to August 31st and the Cubs are, let's say they've played 40 games. And let's say that the Chicago Cubs are... 15 and 25. 
they're not going to the playoffs at 15 and 25. So do they then go, we got to move Chris Bryant right now. We got to move whoever we can't get to agree to an extension. But how do you know how much to pay them in an extension? Because if there's no vaccine, are we going to have full houses next year? And even if we do, are people coming back? Are people spending money? Do they have their jobs back? There's so much that goes into that. I had somebody in the game that I trust who said, and I've told you guys for a long time that Chris Bryant was offered a massive extension. He has shot that down and even said, I don't know where Cap's coming up with that. I never saw it. I'm telling you, I know for certain he had opportunities to sign after 2016. Because when he says he didn't, then you're basically saying that the Cubs front office committed malpractice, never trying to sign their core guys going forward. And Theo's far too smart for that. So I know that they have made offers. So what do you do if you're Theo, Jed, Tom Ricketts? Do you trade these guys immediately? we got to get something. Just get the money off the books. Our team's no good. we got to start rebuilding. And let's not forget Theo's contract's up after 2021. I do not see a scenario where Theo Epstein is with the Chicago Cubs after the 21 season. Whoa. Whoa, there's a big one right there. Well, the uh, 2020 season, 60 games cap, and you talked about the trade deadline, how that's going to play in. You know, the other part is just how important each and every game is. How different do you anticipate managers are going to manage? How deep into the rotation they're going to go? Four-man staffs, maybe with day off. What's this going to look like in the day-to-day operation, 60 games, and the importance of every single one of them? Yeah, obviously there's much more heightened urgency. If you lose you know, four in a row, you're like, oh, God, we only <laughs> have 60 of these. So you have got to get off to a good start, but everybody's saying that. You know, if we look at the first 60 games last year, you know, everyone knows where Washington was. They won the World Series. They would not be in the playoffs. They were 19 and 31 their first 50. But let's also forget one of the worst teams in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. They were a half game out at the All Star break. Half a game. (laughs) So they would have been in the playoffs. So everybody, I think, is starting when we start play on the 24th, that weekend of July, that every team in baseball, all 30, for the first time in my lifetime, all 30 go, we can sprint 60 games, we could throw our four best arms, Mm -hmm. and we could absolutely get to the playoffs. So I think that's pretty cool for all different teams. I'm with you, Cap. I think it's going to be unique, uh, clearly, and and, uh, and I'm all in on this. So... Pursuant to the Cubs, we now know that the uh, that there's universal DH in in Major League Baseball this year and likely going forward because I don't see uh, how you put the genie back. You're putting the genie back, right? I- exactly. So Schwarber, let's start with him because he has improved, and we've talked about this, Cap. That he was awful when he got uh, when he was parked out there in 2015, but he's gotten better. How many games? If he plays all 60, how many of those will be at the DH? If he plays all. 60 games, I'm going to say he plays 45 in the field and 15 is the All team. right. And the other he's guys just get... He's not, I'm not telling you he's, you know, Tory Hunter right. out there, but he's a decent yep. fielder. He's worked hard to, you know, keep his body in shape, all that, and get better with his routes and his plays, and his arm is outstanding. So, yeah, I would say he'll play more in left than people think, and I wouldn't be surprised to see 
you know, Jason Kipnis, Steven Souza mm, Jr., yeah. guys like that get a lot of run at D8. Yeah, maybe an Ian Happ, maybe a Bodie, but this will be, you know, when Rizzo needs a day off, when Bryant needs a day off, that's how not they're going. Contreras. Off, not going to be too many days off, though, for your key guys. Right. We're but, playing 60 of these. Right, so but you put him in the DH Rizzo, instead of his position, though, wouldn't you think? Uh, maybe, but, you you know, you've got a gold glove first baseman. Yeah. And that's where he likes to play, and he lost. 25 or 30 pounds. He looks amazing. A friend of mine who owns a restaurant town said Anthony and his wife have been back now for a while, and he picks up dinner from there three, four nights a week. He said we literally bring it out. He has a mask on. His wife has one on, <laughs> and we bring it out to the car, contactless. We've got his credit card. He doesn't have to sign anything to touch our pe- Nothing. He said he gets his dinner. He said he's eating incredibly healthy. He looks amazing. And he said, I'm just telling you, this guy wants to play all 60 games, and he's ready to go. There's already people out there saying this is going to be a tainted season, that it's not going to matter. Now, if a guy hits 400, it's obviously not going to have the same kind of resonation as it would, uh, of course, over 162. But the team that ultimately wins the World Series, the Cubs shock the world, and they get it done. Or the White Sox shock even more of the world, and they get it done this season. How tainted would a world championship for any team be in your mind this year? Um, look, all 30 teams are going through the same deal. Mm-hmm. So it'll still be a championship, and people will be excited. People on my radio show, like Chris Black and Danny Zetterman, my producers, they think it's, you know, hey, everybody's playing the same number of games. So, yeah, it's a legitimate world championship. I ask you this. If you guys were the GM of, let's pick the White Sox, and they get off to this insane start, they're 30 and 10, the first 40, 32 and 8. And Tim Anderson, their star batting champion shortstop, gets injured two days before the deadline and he's out for the year. You don't have a starting shortstop. And you go, oh, God, <laughs> we can win it. We can win this season, but we need to go get a shortstop. And your phone rings, and it's the Indians who are up the track, and they said, hey, we're not going to be able to re sign Lindor. You get him for the rest of the year, and then you get him next season, and then he's gone. And he tells you, I'm not signing an extension. I'm testing free agency. I don't know what the market's going to be like. And the price is you got to give up Dylan Cease or Lucas Giolito, some really impactful young player that you have. But you're getting Francisco freaking Lindor, and you might win the World Series. You doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think we yes. would. Hey, Cap, I know that uh, we're taping this prior to the start of your radio show today, but what do you anticipate it's going to be like the pulse of the of your audience? Have they put the negotiations, the back and forth, the billionaires, millionaires, will they quickly put that behind them and be all in for what I think is going to be maybe as anticipated, maybe as fun as a, of a baseball season in its totality as we've seen in a long time? Do you expect that, you know, the disgruntled Cubs fans or, or baseball fans that you've heard from over the last few weeks will come around today? Uh, I think maybe not today, but I do think when they turn on the TV July 24th, they come home from work and they go, oh, just exhausted, had a tough week or whatever the case may be, they're going to turn on the TV and go, oh, there's the Cubs game. I'm going to watch. And they're going to pay attention. They may still be mad, and if there's more labor strife, it may end up killing the game. But I think 
people will put the anger aside and they will at least pay attention to see how their team does. Finally, Cap, over to the Bears as uh, off-season training continues on an individual basis. What are you hearing? What's the Bears going through right now as they get ready for camp starting in July? What's the latest on that front? Uh, They're planning on being ready to rock and roll. And, you know, I heard somebody yesterday say that there is some talk that teams that have some players test positive now, well, if what we keep hearing is that you then develop an, an immunity and an antibody that prevents you from getting it again or passing it along. We don't know for how long, but certainly for some measure of time, that maybe that would give them an advantage. But I have a friend who has COVID right now, and she said to me, and she's in good shape. Now, again, she's not a professional athlete, but she works out. She's run marathons. So this is no freaking joke. She said, I'm, I'm now just tested negative. She's been going through this. She goes, I got on the elliptical. I went five minutes and I was gassed. Hmm. I couldn't go anymore. So this is no joke. So if the people that go, just give it to me and let me move on. We just saw Ken Snow, one of the greatest soccer players in the history of the world, played at Indiana, was an All-American. Ken Snow just died hmm. of COVID, and he's in great shape. So this is no joke. People better take it serious. Cap, two quick ones. I'll let you go. Uh, one on hockey, one on uh, on basketball. Uh, Chicago apparently is still one of the finalists for a hub city. Vegas, L.A., uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto. Uh, what's the likelihood that Chicago's hosting NHL playoff games? Cap, have you heard anything? I think there's a shot here. I'm hearing that they're really working hard behind the scenes to convince the NHL that they can do this, they can keep everyone safe. Now, the Blackhawks would not be in this hub city, right. is what I'm hearing. True. So they would be somewhere else, but I still think it'd be really cool to have NHL playoff hockey right here in my city. I think it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, Cap, the NBA, and it has to do with Thibodeau, who, look, he's still the favorite to get the Knicks job, but I heard that Jason Kidd and Giannis might be uh, a package deal. Kidd to the Knicks, Giannis follows suit. Tibbs doesn't get that job. Maybe opening up a door in Chicago. Have you heard anything uh, on those lines? I have not heard the Giannis part of it other than the speculation. Um, look, I like Jason Kidd. I've gotten to know him a little bit. I think he's a really nice guy. Is he a great coach? That I can't answer for you. Uh, I know he's one of the greatest players of all time, and he certainly would be a big name for the stage in New York. I'd hire Tom Thibodeau if I bought a team, wherever I was. Mm-hmm. I know he would take the Bulls job back. With Gar Foreman gone, I know he would take it. Will our tourists do that? That remains to be seen. And do the Bulls, with no income coming in right now, do the Bulls want to pay a proven head coach? What are you going to have to pay him? $5 million a year? Mm. When you have Jim Boylan, you got to pay for two more years at a million and a half. I think they're going to go like Emmy Udoka. I've given you guys that name before. Or Adrian Griffin's name's been speculated. He was a teammate of our tourists in college at Seton Hall. So one of those guys, I would bet, will get the job. I just don't see a scenario where Jim Boylan's back. Cap, great stuff. Thank you. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Cap. You got it. Have a great day. You do the same, my friend. David Kaplan, our buddy uh, from Chicago, ESPN 1000.
uh, and NBC Sports Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Dot com. That's the website. The showrooms are open, but it's appointments. They're encouraged. Showroom hours Monday through Friday, 8 until 5. Uh, Saturdays from 8 until noon. That's coming up uh, starting Saturday, July the 11th. So if you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update the exterior or interior, like your fireplace, uh, etc., uh, any project of any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa has a variety of styles, patterns, and colors, over 200 of them. Uh, the showroom is located at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street. Again, appointments are encouraged. You can grab one of those by jumping on Centurion Stone of Iowa. There you'll find the phone number, 727-5998. Uh, but you can uh, find a whole bunch of stuff at centurionstoneofiowa.com, the website, before you make your way down to the showroom again. Saturday appointments starting July the 11th. Uh, thank you to Justin Luch, Joe Farron, and the whole gang over at Centurion Stone of Iowa making it possible for Cappy. So, as expected, Cappy's in. It is his sport, after all. He's right. a baseball guy. Trent, you know what? I, it's going to be different. Uh, you and I have had this discussion over the years. I, I was okay with putting a runner on second base in extra innings, mm-hmm. maybe like a couple of innings. Uh, you know, you play regularly, innings 10 and 11, and then you try and speed up the process, but they're going to do that right off the bat. Uh, DH, uh, I like the fact that the schedule is the way it is. I hadn't heard that the yeah, the Mets and the Yankees are going to play two more games or the White Sox and the Cubs. I don't see how you do that and make it. So does that mean the Brewers and the Twins would play a couple of That eight? would be the guess. Indians, Reds. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do yeah. it, but it's kind of, you know, why do you need to go to that point, I guess? I don't know. Cut down on travel. Right, yeah. um, those rivalry games are still important, and you add mm-hmm. a little bit more to it in the interim. I'm fine with that. Uh, we are going to see a schedule here. I uh, read last night within the next two to three days, so Beautiful. we're going to get that schedule. Hopefully we'll have it in our hands before Friday. Before Friday's show, mm-hmm. that would be great. We can uh, look at the way that things are going to break down and the way it's going to play out. But here we go. Play ball. The union figures it out. They come out. There's going to be this labor strife hanging over through 2021, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't care. Yeah, There's going to be you. baseball, yeah, I'm and and you. people want to talk about that. That's fine. I care about the game on the field, and we get it. Yeah, no doubt, Trent. You and I are huge baseball fans. So, as I asked Cappy what the pulse is of his show, I, I think that yeah, people were pissed off. Just get it done. You know, wake me when you guys have an agreement. That type of thing. Baseball's killing itself. Dot dot dot. And. Okay, I, I, I get the uh, the angst at the time. I think people are going to be all in. I really oh, do. Yeah. The first sport to come back, in all likelihood, I know there's going to be uh, MLS soccer, but MLB baseball is you know more popular by, by miles. Um, I think this is good. I think this is going to maybe have more eyeballs on this 60-game sprint uh, than we even anticipate. So uh, I got some numbers, and I haven't seen any of these numbers yet that you can bet on. These are just from the Condon Casino. You ready for a couple of these? Sure. Fire away. The home run leader this year, over under 19 home runs. Over. Over. Yes. All right. Over. Somebody's going to hit that mark. Mm -hmm. The pitcher with the most wins this season, over under nine and a half. Oh, see, I was going to go 10, 11, so I'll take over. You're going over. Just 60. Not even, we're not even at uh, the halfway point of the season. 
Yeah, somebody's going yes. Somebody's going to be hot. Give me right. over on both of them. Going over on both of them. All right, RBI leader for this year. The number is 70. Why not? Let's stick with the overs. <laughs> you're going over. You're, Absolutely. You're just excited. You think somebody's going to come out here on fire and going to be rolling. Yeah, Vladimir right Guerrero over, Jr. Over Vlad, oh, come on. You, him and Bichette, and you're ready yes, to go with those Jays. Isn't that so great, too? You're... There's going to be a young team, maybe like your Blue Jays, or a team not anticipated, mm-hmm. and they're going to have one of those runs, and they're going to rip off 12 of 14, mm-hmm. and that's going to be good enough to probably put that team <laughs> in the playoffs. No expanded playoffs. I am still disappointed in that. Yeah, me too. And maybe it's a part of my fandom because the Twins are a talented team. Yeah, and they're going to get the Yankees and get beat. They didn't get the Yankees. Yeah, right. and we know how ultimately it's going to end, right. but you have one bad week. Over the course of 162, that's fine. Yeah. You have a couple weeks you don't play. Here, you play poorly for a 10-day stretch, 14-day stretch. It's over. It is. You know, Cap said you lose four in a row. Never, I mean, when he, when he said it like that, it's like, holy mackerel, you're right. Yeah. You know, you can you can make that up in April and May. You lose four in a row now. Oh, man, Trent. It's, I'm, I'm, I was giddy. Absolutely giddy. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to have to wait, but uh, spring training. A week from today? July 1st, which is next. Is that Monday? No, it's not Monday. It's, I think it's a week from today. A week from today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we will have spring training, but we'll have baseball. Summer training? Summer training, right. Yeah, summer training. Yeah, there's going to be asterisks, to your point. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be multiple asterisks attached to this season. and I would love to see somebody hit 400, though. I would just love because mm-hmm. it would a create content. Mm-hmm. It would be that back and mm-hmm. forth, and that's the part. You know, I've told you this before, and I have a lot of people that aren't the day to day grinders of baseball that we are. How can you talk about baseball on the air? To me, it's one of the easiest sports to talk about. Yep. Football obviously moves the needle more than any other sport, but in terms of baseball, when you're talking about each game, the decisions in each and every game. That's what makes this sport so, so great. I love that part of it. I love the way this thing's going to play out. And, well, now uh, I still got a f- couple more weeks, but time to get that sports pack back on the DirecTV package. Absolutely. And rolling again. Absolutely. All right. We, sh- we should get a break. I mean, we should get a break for 60 games. You right? would I mean, think yeah, so. I, I Not going to, to happen. <laughs> we will come back. Bill Bender is going to join us next. We'll get into college football. We've got Dave Sinekin coming up on the Packers. That's Bill's team. Maybe we'll ask him a Packer Q right. or two. Uh, Dave Sinekin and Zubin Mahente in hour number two. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO106. Straight bourbon whiskey. All right, 10 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. Let's get right to it. We are uh, late getting to Bill Bender, SportingNews.com. SportingNews.com, he's got his hot seats, got top 25 posted at SportingNews.com. Most pressure on coaches. That that one certainly got my attention. Uh, I would have to think that Mike Gundy finds himself on that list after uh, the last couple of weeks that he's had. Pete Thamel from YahooSports.com wrote a damning piece. Did you read that, Trent? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Gundy doesn't know his players' names. Doesn't know their names, according to Chubba Hubbard and a number of the teammates. Uh, Bill Bender joins the program. Bill, I have to think that Mike Gundy might squeeze his way onto your list of coaches facing the most pressure this year. How are you? Yeah, Ken, Trent, you guys hope you're doing well. Um, A lot of self-inflicted pressure, I would say, and his actions the last few weeks. and I'm sure that's going to amp up the pressure on a team that's supposed to do well on the field with what they've got coming back, I think. 
they mentioned our top 25. I hate to say I don't know where I have them ranked, but I know it's in that mid-range where they were going to threaten to maybe give Oklahoma a run. Remember, the Sooners have won five in a, five Big 12 championships in a row. Yeah, so you've got them at 14, Bill, right behind Texas. Uh, Texas, you have 13, Oklahoma State 14, Michigan 15, Wisconsin. But at the top, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Uh, no surprise there, but... Um, yeah, the, the the Gundy stuff is is not good. You've also on that list, and you've, you've got Texas ranked number thirteen. Tom Herman, you've got feeling pressure. Likewise, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, how much pressure for Harbaugh? And I know we you know we talk about this a lot. Obviously, a lot of that pressure comes with the final regular season game. It's Ohio State, Michigan, and sooner or later, Harbaugh has to put one of these in the win column. And good luck this year uh, with this Buckeye squad that's coming back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the difference between hot seat and pressure. I mean, when we're all sitting here saying in August he's got to beat Ohio State, even though Ohio State's ranked two and Michigan's ranked, you know, in the fifth in the teens, and then they lose. I, I think I don't so much even think it's the losing. I think it's the fashion in which they are losing. The last two years, just getting destroyed in, in that game, and uh, one two years ago they felt like they could get. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's a difference between pressure and hot seat. And for him, the pressure simply comes. It's not most of it. I think all of it comes against the Buckeyes. And another angle to this is certainly what's happening in the world, what money's going to look like inside these athletic departments where there might be a little bit more leeway. Will Muschamp, I saw him on your list at South Carolina. He would be due $13 million if they would fire him after this season. And because of that, $13 million, there's going to be a lot of athletic departments that say, I guess we'll give it another go in 2021. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have a lot of number crunching, too, obviously, with the money involved. I totally agree with that. Maybe a coach that is on the hot seat would give a little, be given a little bit more. Uh, uh, certainly to consider, and we are definitely looking at that when we make these lists. But, um, you know, I think that doesn't just go for the football program. That goes for the entire athletic program uh, across the board for a lot of these schools is, I mean, the, the word I've been using lately is antsy. Uh, when I see the COVID numbers go up for certain programs and, and this many athletes test positive, I mean, all it takes is one serious case for that to really drive it home. Mm. Uh, Red River Shootout, I guess the uh, Texas State Fair is going to make their determination whether the fair is going to be held uh, in the month of August. Bill, what would that do if indeed they canceled as so many states? Ours canceled, uh, what, uh, within the last week or 10 days? Iowa uh, is off the list. So many uh, states are not holding their fair. What, what if anything, would that do if the state fair is not held? The Texas State Fair is canceled this year. Would they move the game to another site or just play it there anyways, do you think? Uh, they may play it there. They may try Jerry World. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know as somebody that's had a chance to cover that game, it's, it's a bucket lister. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you get to do that and experience the sights, the smell, the, the football and, and the pageantry that comes with that game, it would be a shame if they can't play it there. But I remember early in this process, somebody asked uh, Lincoln Riley what it would be like to play at the Cotton Bowl without any fans. And he, he was pretty, he's been pretty open-minded. I think Lincoln Riley throughout COVID and, you know, the protest in the aftermath of George Floyd's death has been one of the leading voices in college football. No I really do. I'm with you. He's been great. Yep. And I think that I look for that to continue no matter what happens. 
You speak of uh, COVID and late last week, over the weekend, there were a lot of numbers that were coming out, huge spikes inside of programs as players were making their way back. Now at least the news items have uh, seemed to slow down a little bit to a trickle here. What was your takeaway as you saw these big numbers coming from LSU and Clemson and Kansas State, number of the athletes that had been stricken with COVID-19? Well, like I said, it makes me antsy for a season to start because we haven't really got into the workout stage where they're on the field. And, you know, if this is happening now, you wonder how many guys are going to have it in the late summer months and the fall and as we get into another flu season, which, you know, we've got to get these numbers down and the curves flatten and all of those things to make it possible. Um, I think, you know, certain states have been a little better off than others. I think in Ohio we've done things right as best we can. Um, as you guys know, I mean, from following me, we're, we've been able to do some youth baseball here safely. And um, it's been a great experience. So we're hoping to keep that going. And, and that these, I'm just hoping the second spike that everybody's talking about doesn't shut our country down again. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, Bill Bender from Sporting News. Yeah, I saw, I believe, your son towing the rubber the other day uh, in baseball. <laughs> I was, I didn't, uh, that was good to see. Hey, Bill, let me ask you about uh, two two uh, two schools, both of them in our you know neck of the woods. A Big Ten question and a Big 12. First of all, Big 12, Sam Ellinger, I thought, took a step backwards last year. What, will, what, what do you expect from him? And then in the Big Ten West... Uh, at Wisconsin, Graham Mertz was supposed to be the guy, uh, and Jack Cohn just wouldn't give up that spot. Does Mertz win, and does Ellinger get back to being Sam Ellinger again? Well, I mean, Ellinger, I think, you know, it'll depend on those big game spots. I mean, they have Oklahoma and LSU early in the season again. I mean, I'm looking forward to the possibility of a Texas-LSU game down in Baton Rouge that really mm. had to tilt the season for two those two teams. Um but yeah, and then Mertz, you know, a guy that Wisconsin. I'm just I'm working on something right now about the top 25 programs of the last 10 years, and we've, you're seeing a lot of those tiers and stories like that. Well, mine just follows the numbers, as you guys know. And you know, Wisconsin's been a top 10 program in the last 10 years. They just haven't had that breakthrough to the playoff, and I think a large part of that has been the quarterback position. And other than the year that they had Russell Wilson, they haven't had a guy that really is that game-changing difference maker at that position, and that's what they're going to expect out of him. Ohio State is the behemoth in the East. Wisconsin the favorite in the West, at least uh, odds-making-wise, coming up this season. Is there anybody in the Big Ten, though, that you think can topple this Ohio State team? I know Ken had talked about that behemoth when he was talking about Michigan. Are the Buckeyes just too good again this year? I mean, it's it's hard to beat them. Uh-huh. The games they lose are free freak-out games like Iowa and Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on dominant at home, he's an aggressive coach. I mean, I think playing about Urban Meyer, and there were very few, it was that he was almost conservative on offense. And, and I say that very loosely. But, um, yeah, Ryan Day's taking an aggressive approach, had his back-to-back Heisman finalist at the position, and Justin Fields will be right there again this year. So, if you beat Ohio State, I mean, save the ticket stub or the receipt <laughs> or whatever they give you now because it doesn't happen often. Yeah, uh, Iowa got him under the lights, and then Purdue got them. Was that uh, uh, what's it? What was his name? Tyler Trent, right? Uh, he was yeah. in attendance. Were they honoring him the game against Purdue? I believe Bill something along those lines. They were, and that was a special night for Purdue. But again, it's just happens so infrequently yeah. because Ohio State now three straight Ten championships, going to be a heavy favorite to win four. Um, and it's a lot of 
lot of the depth of recruiting and the way they run that program. So, I mean, I know Michigan actually takes the brunt of that, but I've kind of maintained all along. That's a company-wide. It's like blaming one employee when, when it's a company-wide program for the Big Ten that nobody can beat those guys. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, we're out of hour. Thank you. We'll talk to you next <laughs> week. Appreciate it, Bill Bender. Hey, right, take care, guys. Good Bye. to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Come back. Iowa State's got a reason to be optimistic about their basketball team. Well, they're going to need some help, though, from the NCAA. Did that make sense? Did the NCAA ever help anybody? No, not at all.